What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Why should you visit thechairshot.com? TheChairShot.com is your home for hard-hitting reviews, news, opinion, and analysis with attitude. Why? Because you're smarter than the average fan. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. Welcome to another edition of the Hashtag Miranda Show. I am your host, the Twitterless heroine herself, ring announcer to the stars in this fancy pants, the most professional podcaster, the pop punk princess, and most importantly, the queen of soft style, million dollar Miranda Morales. Yes. Your host of the Hashtag Miranda Show, which you can find on the Chairshot Radio Network, which is located on thechairshot.com. Thechairshot.com. Always use your head. And I'm being joined, as always, by the producer of the Hashtag Miranda Show, co-host, as well as the king of shit takes... And if you didn't know, he's also a wrestling promoter. The unstoppable one, Greg DeMarco. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. We are here. I survived the weekend. And now we're here. Yes. And you may be wondering, what did you survive? Well, we survived IZW presenting the Lion Classic. Uh, this was uh, all a combination of the Lion Classic, the Grand Prix. Big things happened at IZW Lion Classic, where we crowned new 
tag team champions, as well as big title matches, big movement and events happening, and we are covering it on this week's episode. So hang on tight because we're going to take you on a ride. It actually, uh, it's Tuesday evening as we record this, it actually just ended an hour and a half ago. It's crazy. <laughs> it's the longest wrestling event ever. Yeah, it was a marathon. Sadly, yeah. So we won't we won't do that again. That was just uh, no, not necessary. Too but long. Hey, it was worth it. Well, it's it's like we've said before, though, on on this show and other shows, when we bring up that phrase "not necessary," it's pro wrestling. Is any of it necessary? No, but it's fun, and we love it, and we'll keep doing it. So we are going to be running through the entire card of the Lion Classic. We're going to be highlighting matches, big moments, and everything in between. Even, you know, revealing a little bit behind the curtain for all of you. So make sure that you stay tuned to the full episode because we got a lot to cover. Before we do that, though, we got to, uh, well... We'll, we'll plug in more IZW. This is usually the spot where we plug in IZW, but this whole show is IZW. So The whole show is one big plug. Yes, yes. So uh, we're going to bypass the typical IZW plug and wait for that on the second uh, part. But we are going to tell you where you can find T-shirts available in support of thechairshot.com and IZW Impact Zone Wrestling. And in order to do that, Greg? Yes. Greg. Me, Greg. Go ahead. Uh-huh. Do me a favor. What is it? And wind it up. It's time! It is indeed time for you to go to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot to get your very own IZW and chair shot t-shirts today yes when you go to prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot you're going to find a variety of t-shirts in support of impact zone wrestling and the chairshot.com including some lovely izw shirts like the arizona's best the izw new world order of course the lying classic shirt and much much more when you also visit prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot you're going to find shirts in support of the chairshot.com yes the home of the hashtag miranda show which includes some great OG logo chair shot t-shirts as well as multiple always use your head shirts and some great classics like the hashtag save tag team wrestling Baron Corbin sucks and of course the everybody hates Greg and the queen of soft style t-shirts such a plethora of t-shirt options for you to pick from when you go to prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot another thing is that you can customize these t-shirts by getting it in different t-shirt colors and styles including you guessed it soft style so what are you waiting for why don't you go to prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot to get your very own izw and chair shot t-shirt today that is prowrestlingtees dot com forward slash the chair shot promotional consideration what's so special about hero Bread's soft fluffy and delicious breads buns and tortillas hero bread serves up zero to one grams of net carbs five to eleven grams of protein and high fiber in every delicious serving made with natural ingredients hero bread supports gut health promotes weight management and helps maintain blood sugar 
Hero also drops other limited edition ultra low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Paid for by the following. Hey folks, PC Tony here. Thanks to our new partnership with Angry Lemonade, you can save 10% on physical products and digital commissions using the promo code CHAIRSHOT. Head to AngryLemonade.net to check out their amazing catalog of products and services. Use the promo code CHAIRSHOT to save 10%. That's AngryLemonade.net. All right. So you've been waiting very patiently for this. I know we have, but we have made it to our review and wrap-up of IZW presenting the Lion Classic. Well, and it's technically presented by one of our main sponsors, 3D Sports Cards and Collectibles. Shout out to 3D Sports Cards and Collectibles. They have some exclusive IZW merchandise that you can get at their stores, including some printed IZW t-shirts, IZW water bottles, and the brand new IZW coloring book. So go ahead and check out 3D Sports Cards and Collectibles for your exclusive in-person IZW merchandise. Here's the thing. The coloring book, they only have like two left. Whoa. People bought the coloring book like crazy at the event. Like who knew that the coloring book. My kid's going to need a coloring book. He's not even born yet, but I need a coloring coloring book. He, um... He, he he can get one. That that's for sure. But yeah, it might be. I mean, someone did take the coloring book in the ring and talk about it, and that then immediately going in remission, and then all of a sudden we sell coloring books. So yeah, it was good stuff. The coloring book sold well. They have IZW pens. They sold a bunch of pens. Who knew that people wanted to buy pens? But they did. Well, if I would have known, I would have bought one. I love pens. I'm always needing pens. And they're a dollar. Like the pens are only a dollar each. Like it's absurd. Oh, but yeah, the coloring books largely, they sold almost all of them. So pretty crazy. They're worried. It's like, oh no, coloring book, new thing. We're trying, blah, blah, blah. And then poof, coloring books. So they even paired them with a little box crayons, as you know, because you showed them to everybody. But yeah, it's good shit. Good shit. Well done. The Lion Classic was held at the Grand Avenue Pizza Company in Glendale, Arizona. Spoiler alert, we will, we will be returning there soon. We'll be talking about that in just a moment. But uh, great venue for our show. And, again, a, a pretty historic one in the books as we crowned new tag team champions. Um, but also a lot of other matches, debuts, big milestones that happened throughout this show. So we're not going to leave you in anticipation any longer. We're going to be going through this uh, card. Now I, I say I'm not going to leave you in any anticipation longer, but I did forget to kind of ask Greg a bit about his overall thoughts. I mean, we're going to be talking about, you know, Greg's thoughts and behind the scenes work um, throughout this show. But I do want to give you a moment, Greg, give you the floor to talk about your overall thoughts or kind of intro thoughts that you'd like to share regarding the Lion Classic. I mean, obviously, like you said, a historic night, the event was packed with things. And some of that was, I guess the word is unavoidable. You know, we had an event in February that wasn't able to happen. We had to move something from February to this date. Couple that with a tag team title tournament, which comprised of four matches over the course of the evening. We had the return of the Hawaiian Lions. So that's a whole segment. We had a birthday bash. That's a whole segment. Those are almost as long as matches. So timing wise, it was crazy with how long it was. And, and which is funny because we finished the VIP portion, which was four matches. 
in a span of 45 minutes, three minutes early. So here I am all excited. And then pretty much by the end of the opening match, that was blown out of the water. So um, between the promo and the match, it was like, yeah, where we go. But um, at the end of the day, I mean, we crowned brand new tag team champions, which was a very satisfying ending for a whole lot of people, um, especially one half of the tag team. And then, you know, it just, just had a great night for the fans, a great night for everybody. Couldn't be more happy, especially coming off of what was a very trying evening in August with weather issues, with sickness issues for some people, like just so many things coming into this event and just had the potential for more issues. We had people that were flying in, there were flight delays, you had, you know, a little bit of rain earlier in the day, like just little things here and there but ended up going off without a hitch. Literally the only hitch of the entire night was, was the show running along. Besides that, everything was good. Um, that and people getting their food posed to be a challenge, but it was more because people in the crowd are holding these numbers and they're putting them like on the ground. So it's really hard for the venue to find people, but we've got a solution for that starting in November. So um, two biggest goals going into November is is controlling the time of the event and our, our new process of getting people their food that will both allow them to see the event, but also help the venue not have to walk around aimlessly looking for someone who needs their pizza. So um, I'm excited about that because the pizza is damn good. And so I want people to get their pizza, but you know what? The only thing better than the pizza is the pro wrestling. And so I want to make sure they get their professional wrestling fix as well. And I just came out of it. I mean, one of our biggest crowds that we've had, um, which is so hard to gauge because we put it all the chairs and then they're all largely full, but then there's people standing around and then there's people going back and forth to the restaurant, but um, definitely a great crowd there. The building was, was borderline overwhelmed. They actually had to open late the next day. So they had more time to prepare because they pretty much used up all their weekends worth of stuff um, that night. And they had another wrestling event the next day, which also went really well. So I just couldn't be happier about that and and the, the pre-sales for the next event, which we did there, exclusively there, which we normally do them online and there. And that was a huge success. And with front row VIP already sold out and second row VIP already going, like so many great things coming out of it. Me as, as one of the people behind this whole deal could not be happier with how it went and where we're at. Yeah, so a highly successful event on multiple levels, not only in attendance, but um, of course in in sales as well as just the overall, uh, you know, uh, activity level throughout the show. The feedback, all of it was very positive. So a huge thank you to all of the fans who attended the Lion Classic. Um, You truly helped make this event something very special. So a huge, huge thank you to all of the fans. Let's go into our VIP matches. So, Greg, as you mentioned, there was four VIP matches, which is already a deal in it of itself for those who buy the VIP tickets. Um, you get a you know great amount of matches, and you you know usually get something, some kind of teaser um, for the night ahead in VIP, which we will get to. To start off, our very first VIP match was Pete the Heat versus Dave Stage. Dave making his IZW debut and winning over said Pete the Heat um, with a little bit of interference or a little not interference, but a little bit of visibility from Mike G. Mike G and Pete the Heat with their kind of continued, uh, you know, rivalry as we saw throughout the night. It looks like things are definitely. 
uh, not settled between Pete the Heat and Mike G. Um, and a great win by Dave Stage. So I wanted to say something about Dave Stage. Dave came to us um, really is because of other circumstances why Dave was on this event and um, offered to work, wanted to be a part of it. He's from the East Coast. I think he's from North Carolina or Georgia, one of the two. Came out and big, big dude, like jacked up. Like he looks like, you know, an 80s pro wrestler that you see on TV in late, you know, late 80s, early 90s, whatever you want to call it. So one of the big jobs of putting together a wrestling event that nobody thinks about is coordinating all of the music and Dave stages music. And, and some of it, you know, you realize you don't have it. And so I'm literally reaching out to people Friday night, trying to get, you know, finalized music. And, and so I have placeholder music in there just in case. And I kind of guess on what people would work. And so for Dave stage, I had like this hard rock, you know, metal song or whatever for Dave stage. And then he sent me his music, but for some reason it never got switched out. So when his music kicked in, it was the wrong music. And I immediately knew it was the wrong music. And so I'm standing next to him right behind the curtain. And I was like, oh, he's like, does it pick up? And I'm like, yeah, it does. And all of a sudden, the, the, the hard rock portion kicks into the song. And he goes out as if this had been his theme song for like five years. Like literally just worked it perfectly. And for a guy who's only been wrestling for a year, year and a half, he he gets it. He understands. I don't know who trained him, but whoever did, did a very good job. And uh, was just thoroughly impressed with how how that went. You mentioned the issue still going on between Pete the Heat and, and Mike G. I can tell you within the next week or so, we should probably have an announcement regarding getting that resolved. And it'll be in a very big, very fun way. So um, be on the lookout for what should hopefully be the end of the road for this year-long feud between Mike G and everybody's lovable, hateable Pete the Heat. Up next, we had the wrestling debut of Chewy Gonzalez. Uh, he made uh, kind of an appearance debut um, at the last IZW show in which I interviewed him. Didn't get quite any information from him during the interview, but he let, you know, the talking, did his talking in the ring versus Big Money Clutch, um, a well-established, you know, wrestler throughout the Southwest. Um, so a pretty big task ahead of him, um, in, you know, his, his debut match, um, big money clutch getting the win after Chewy utilized his mask, um, and to attack big money clutch. So clutch with the win by disqualification. Um, but it still feels like Chewy Gonzalez is still a very mysterious figure. Um, and I'm not really quite sure you know, where his, his loyalties lie, what his intentions are. Um, it's a very big question mark, which I think makes it to, um, a a pretty dangerous guy, uh, to underestimate. Um, sometimes, um, the, the scariest dudes are the ones you know nothing about. Um, so, uh, uh, I, would say, you know, he had a, a very tall task ahead of him with Clutch. Clutch getting the win by disqualification. Um, but this is definitely a very interesting beginning for Chuy Gonzalez. From there, we have the return of Lilith Grimm to IZW, a huge fan favorite. Um, she has been out uh, 
for a good part of this year uh, out of IZW, um, and she came up against Morgan. Um, and this, these two women with their skill set and drive and aggression put on a really competitive match. Um, Lilith winning over Morgan um, and you know, at the end of the day, kind of a sign of, of mutual respect. That's one thing, you know, Morgan is the doorway for a lot of women in women's wrestling, um, in the state of Arizona and Lilith Grimm, um, has really worked her tail off, um, to earn the respect of Morgan and a lot of other people. Um, so a great return for Lilith Grimm and a big win for her, um, in her first time back here in, at least almost a full year. Yeah. She last wrestled in, in Coolidge last year, which I want to say was on September 24th. So we're yeah, literally looking at bit. a calendar year um, yeah, since she year. was last here. It's a very much a full circle coming for, for them. Lilith first wrestled in IZW at NAV 30 in, in 2020, November of 2020 course a COVID event for us and in a very different situation and had less than a year of experience at that point and of course Morgan won that match and so for Lilith in her return comes full circle she picks up the victory and um and, and getting her back is very exciting and, and using her moving forward is very exciting as well but to have her pick up that victory and it is it's interesting because she she made her debut in IZW the same night that Bryn Thorne basically kicked the door in and attacked Morgan to basically steal a spot, quote unquote, in IZW. And, and, you know, look at them now, as you'll talk about later in the event. So uh, just very excited to have Lilith back. Plus, Lilith as a person is just so much fun. Just seeing her, you can't help but smile and be happy. And, and everybody was thrilled to have her back. And we didn't have Morgan for the last event either. She was out of town, so having her there. Just so many good things out of this match, including the match itself. So very, very satisfying match as part of this event. In our VIP main event of sorts, uh, we had our very first Grand Prix match of the uh, tournament, of the tag team tournament. Um, again, the format for the tag team tournament was three teams, uh, uh, three different tag team matches with the winners advancing to the finals. Um, in our first Grand Prix tag team match, we had the team of uh, Bud Birch and Brett Buffshay versus EJ Sparks and Magnificent of the Regulators. And uh, the crowd, every time the Regulators music comes out, is one of my favorite things to see. Um, you know, EJ Sparks and Magnificent individually are great competitors, but together they are an unstoppable team, which we saw um, in them winning their uh, Grand Prix match and advanced to the finals. Um, and, you know, Bud and Brett, uh, really fun, colorful guys. Um, you know, they were a little bit more focused on the crowd than their opponents, and maybe that's where that kind of downfall came Um but also EJ and Thug as individual competitors have focused on gold. And again, together when they focus on gold, they're unstoppable. Truly are. Bud and, and Brett, of course, coming in, they are 
currently the, the Devotion Championship Wrestling Tag Team Champions. And coming down as Derek Montillo wanted some established teams for the event and give some outsiders some opportunity, as we also saw later in the night. But uh, just, just a great set of opponents. They also were part of a signing earlier in the day at 3D Sports and had a blast there and were awesome with the fans that came out to the signing as well. So very excited to have them in. And of course, like you said, the regulators are a staple of IZW going all the way back to October of 2019 and proving ground where they were involved in a four-way and, and kind of brought them together in IZW. Fast forward now through a 785-day championship reign for Thugnificent, including two times where he wrestled EJ Sparks. And and everyone thought they would break up, never did, to come here. And, and they won their way. And like you said, they were the first team to, to qualify for the Grand Prix finale. Um, Grand Prix, as you described, is basically our version of a tournament that allows us to do other things in an event besides a tournament. And, yeah, it was just great. And like you said, that music hits and, and the crowd goes crazy. And they are literally, you know, people, people love to use the phrase pillars in professional wrestling, but they truly are. And and they truly are part of the pillars of IZW, and that showed the moment they came out. Now we transition to the main part of our show, uh, and this is usually when I come out to do our welcome and to hype the crowd up. Um, and I was in the process of doing that when I got interrupted by Charles Cassius, the uh, IZW World Heavyweight Champion. Um, he came out. Right in the middle of my intro, he apparently could not wait any a, a minute longer um, before coming out to the crowd and um, you know really solidifying his really the best way I could describe it is taking the time to kind of like solidify his his championship reign and his his determination to beat Thugnificent's reign at any cost, including the cost of his own career. Um, saying that if he loses his championship at any point, he will quit wrestling. Um, and that was, you know, a stipulation that he had brought into uh, IZW previously, but now kind of making it official that, from here on out, any match he loses, he's out of IZW, showing how high stakes he's really taking um, this championship reign. Um, as the guy responsible for putting all those things on, I don't really like somebody continually putting their career on the line. We talk about pillars of the organization. He's another one, and it's like, dude, what we're we supposed to do if we don't have, if, if you lose? So, not not thrilled that he keeps on doing that, but. Um, yeah, very angry, <laughs> very angry going out there. That's for right. sure. But, um, but that anger is, is, is what's fueled him up until this point going back to the first Grand Prix event in August of 2021, two full years ago when, when he turned and formed Final Destination. So, uh, again, uh, this date on the calendar and most IZW dates are because of the way that we run our calendar, but very significant for him now walking in, you know, that night he said he was going to form IZW in his image. And here we are. Uh, a full two years later, and he's the World Heavyweight Championship, interrupting you rudely, completely throwing apart the the order of the events by going out first when when that's not where it was scheduled to happen, and and yeah, just completely turning everything upside down. But that's what he's been doing since 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 the turn, and of course, since winning the championship, he's been defending it at other events without asking, and just literally doing what he wants. And he says, "I do whatever I want." And, and for me and for Derek Montia, it's like, what? <laughs> so yeah. And, and that process continued 
there that night. Yeah. And yeah, speaking of out of order, you know, Jordan Cruz came out and we had our IZW World Heavyweight Championship match as the very first match of, of the main card. Um, so something that doesn't typically happen, a, a big change. Uh, but it was one of the most competitive matches of the entire night. So it really set the tone for the level of competition that we would have uh, throughout the entire Lying Classic event. Um, and Charles Cassius coming up with the win. Um, so still your IZW World Heavyweight Champion, still wrestling, um, and still, you know, one of the most dominant figures in IZW. Sure is. And the fight and, and what he did with Jordan was a great, you know, just an outstanding match. I know Jordan has already called it one of his favorite matches he's ever had online, and, and he did everything. Remember, Jordan Cruz came into IZW. And his first match lost to, to Graves, which is, you know, nothing to, to be ashamed of when uh, up until that point, up until till Saturday night, no one had, had never beaten Graves. And but won the op won Derek's match of opportunity in April and, and of course was the one who scored the pinfall in the six man tag team showcase match in August. Uh, but he won that match of opportunity to get the title shot and and threw it all on the line. And and to their credit, I mean, there were Moments in that match where that crowd thought that Charles Cassius was going to lose and going to have to quit professional wrestling right then and there in the opening match of this card. And and that was just a, a hell of a job done by both of them. Um, pulling the curtain back a little bit, when you've got an event that has you know, four title matches, including the Grand Prix finale, including one that's crowning champions for the first time, and one that is a culmination of an 18-month storyline, Plus a legend like Sin Bodhi coming in to the event. Um, it ain't easy to figure out what to put where. And so we've always, not every single event, but uh, on over half of our events, we have had a, a significant opener and a significant opening match. And so to slot this match here worked out in this, in this occasion. And, um, and, and as usually happens with IZW, the talent then goes out there and, and absolutely crushes it. And that's what these two guys did and couldn't have been more happy with them and just love both of them. You know, Jordan Cruz coming in, he's just become literally a mainstay and a regular of IZW, which was a, a long time coming in the works and, and to see that come to fruition there. And now moving forward, couldn't be more excited. So overall, again, you know, just can't help but be thrilled about something like that. Yeah, definitely um, a really valiant effort by Jordan Cruz. He should be absolutely proud of his match and his effort that he had against Charles Cassius. We are now going to go into our next match, which was our second Grand Prix match, which was the team of Evan Daniels and AJ. Can't call him Hero. <laughs> no, no. At AJ. the time, at the time, you could not call at him the here. Time, huh? yes, just AJ, uh, representing Final Destination, and the team of Lobo Locumbalum and the Navajo Warrior. Uh, so uh, again, kind of half jokingly, AJ, formerly known as AJ Hero, had become the property of Final Destination previously, and with that, Evan Daniels and AJ team together to represent Final Destination in the Grand Prix. And uh, local Lobo Local Balaam was handpicked by the Navajo Warrior to be his tag team partner in this event, a really prestigious, um, you know, uh, 
position uh, for a local 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 Balaam to to receive from the Navajo warrior. Um, now, you know, went back and forth a, a lot, and it was very interesting too to see the dynamic of AJ and Evan Daniels because um, again, AJ at the time was the property of final destination, but a huge fan of Evan Daniels. So he, you know, seemed happy to be there, happy to be teaming with Evan Daniels. Um, and they actually got the win and ended up being the second team advancing to the finals of the Grand Prix. Yeah, and the whole, you know, Evan trying to get AJ to, to push himself a little bit. And, and finally it happened. AJ hits a low blow behind the referee's back. That's not something that AJ would ever do. And trying to win Evan Daniels over, it, it's interesting because he doesn't want to be property of Final Destination. He hates Charles Cassius. But yet for some reason, here we are, he's trying to, to win over Evan Daniels. And, and who knew? But, but it did, it was successful. You talked about Balaam, uh, Balaam Links, Lobo Local Balaam, and teaming up with the Navajo Warrior. It's a tough position for the Navajo Warrior to be in. in. In May of last year, he retired his tag team partner of that went back to, they first started teaming in 2004 was the first time that, that Navajo Warrior and Hawaiian Lion ever teamed. And so you have a tag team title tournament in IZW and you want to include a legendary figure like the Navajo Warrior, but his partner, the one that he's been associated with for Lion's entire career is not available. And, and, and so Balaam, you know, stepping to the plate and, and asking for the honor of being the tag team partner to being accepted. And he can tell you uh, for the first time they've ever wrestled together, they're very pleased with the teaming, very pleased with the outcome. We could see more of that tag team in the future. So very excited about that, but really coming out of this event and, and this match, just the performance of AJ, um, you know, just just did a great job. I mean, again, IZW has long been about the younger talent learning and growing and 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 continuing to improve each and every time out as they get that experience. And AJ taking a character trait and just running away with it was amazing. And very happy to see that and very happy to see how it all played out. And they did a great job. And of course, like you said, Evan and AJ advancing to the to to the finale. In our next match, we had the debut of Sin Bodhi in IZW versus Damien Desire. Now, Damien Desire is somewhat of an eclectic, free-spirited wrestler, but I don't know if anything really prepares you for Sin Bodhi, the warlord of weird. Um, and, you know, surprisingly, Damien was able to hold his own um, in this match and, you know, get this kind of win out of nowhere against a veteran, someone who's competed, you know, WWE across the world um, in, you know, promotions that are, you know, maybe older than Damien himself. Um, but, you know, I think someone who was able to somewhat match Zimbody's energy. And also I think, you know, the element of surprise really played into Damien's favor. I couldn't be more happy with, first of all, the experience of having Sin Bodhi come out, like for our locker room, for our talent, and for Damien in, in bringing him in and figuring out what to do. It was a pretty easy choice. We knew that we wanted him to work with one of our young up-and-coming people because you're going to bring in Sin Bodhi. We want the, the most benefit from it, both for our fans and for the locker room. And giving that opportunity to Damien, I mean, I, he was honored and, and everything, but he didn't just go out there and, and, and be the, be the person to, to, you know, 
the showcase for Sin Bodhi. He went out there and won and and pulled off the victory and, and was able to learn and, and finally catch up. You know, Sin Bodhi was ahead of him the entire time with the years and years upon it. I think Sin Bodhi started wrestling before, like you said, before Damien was even born. So to have, you know, he, he's a full-time professional wrestler when Damien desires a, a young baby. And to bring it all full circle now in their match in there was just amazing to see, to see that for Damien and to see how that turned out. But to have Sin Bodhi there, he, he, he was part of the 3D Sports signing earlier that day. Just an amazing character, an amazing person, great for the fans, the locker room. I can't say enough things about the experience working with Sin Bodhi, dealing with him behind the scenes and all the setup and everything was just fantastic and and someone who I could definitely see coming back in the future when the time is right and the moment is right and the situation's right but uh just an absolute joy to have there a great experience for Damien great experience for everybody and super excited to have Sin Bodhi there and 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 definitely worth uh the opportunity and and bringing him in so yet another reason to be exceedingly happy Probably also because I didn't sweat through my clothes like I had by this point in August. So that was also a plus. That helps. Yes. That does help. Uh, not to not sweat through your clothes so much. So glad. Yeah. The weather was a lot better this time around. Absolutely. Uh, you know, after that match, um, we got, uh, I, I have gotten some exclusive information from Commissioner Derek Fontia regarding um, our next show at the Grand Avenue Pizza Company on November 11th, Red, White, and Bruised. Uh, I was told and shared with our lovely audience that the winners of the tag team uh, championships tournament or the winners of the Grand Prix, the, the newly crowned tag team champions would have their first uh, or would have to, I don't know about their first, but we'll it's have their first. To it's their first. Their titles. Okay. Uh, we'll have their first title defense on November 11th against a few IZW originals, uh, Shannon and Shane, the Ballard brothers. So already, before we even had new tag team champions, we knew who they were going to defend those titles against on November 11th. So that really kind of set the tone for the next big moment of the night and that was my introduction of the Hawaiian lion who was going to be uh the person presenting the the winners of the grand prix with the new tag team titles and it was um, a sight for sore eyes for a lot of people to see the Hawaiian lion there for fans for wrestlers um and you know this this event of course you know in his honor um, and also even, you know, the tag team championships, you know, with that lion side plate, you know, little homages to him. And so for him to come out, um, and greet the fans and to be a part of this was, was big. It was very, very big, um, and, and heartwarming until Pete came out to interrupt the Hawaiian lion. Hawaiian lion barely got in a few sentences before Pete came out to run his mouth um, and interrupt the, pretty much, you know, the whole vibe of, you know, the Hawaiian lion's return. Um, and Pete blaming the Hawaiian lion um, for, you know, his inability to participate in 
Grand Prix and probably for all problems in life. I don't think there's a single problem that Pete will ever take full responsibility for. And um, why should he? And, and, uh, and really agitating the fans and the Hawaiian line. Uh, but you know what they say, you know, payback can be a bitch. And, uh, Right after that, the music Mike G and Aguila came out. And so, once again, that that tension between Mike G and Aguila uh, came to a rise. Uh, and, you know, we're able to, to chase off Pete and take care of him um, with, you know, ease. Yeah, absolutely. And, and to give, you know, Pete is the perfect foil for opportunities like this. And to have him in the ring with the Hawaiian lion and eating the lion chops multiple times and having to run from basically stuck in between, you know, one and the other. You got two guys on one side with Mike Gene Aguila. And then on the other side, you got the Hawaiian lion. And Pete just kind of goes into self-preservation mode and failed miserably at that. But, um, you know, like you said, payback's a bitch. I mean, the man called the man's wife a hooker. Like, he deserved to get what he got. And, and Pete, you know, I've said it before, knows exactly who and what he is and does it to perfection. And uh, we wanted to give people a moment with the Hawaiian Lion, and he wanted to give fans that moment as well. And, and everything was achieved. And while I can't announce everything, I can share that uh, the Hawaiian Lion will also be there. On November 11th, uh, no, he will not be wrestling, but he will also be there on November 11th and will be a part of Red, White, and Bruised as well in, in a very big way. That will be revealed here in the coming weeks. So look out for more Hawaiian Lion. Yeah, I guess he couldn't stay out of retirement, you know. This will not bring him out of retirement per se, but he will be there. Okay, good. I mean, another big... Well, you know, news to share about Red, White, and Bruised on November 11th. So if you aren't already interested, I hope you're interested to speak now. But we still got a lot more to cover. So let's move on ahead. With Mike G and Aguila already to the ring, we had our next Grand Prix qualifying match. They went against money, power, and respect. I'm going to interrupt you. I'm going to interrupt you just for this. Re- I love like how many times on this program in the past did we play Mike G's theme song, right? Like we would play it over and over and over again. And I talked about the process before of collecting entrance theme music and I got money, power, respects music late, late, late on Friday night, downloaded it, put it in and, and you know, stupid me should have tested it out just to make sure it worked. Thankfully it did. But then they come walking out and I'm somewhere because, you know, I'm always running around doing everything at once. And I hear this. Money, power, respect. Money, power, respect. Money, power, respect. Money. This might be my new favorite ring entrance song ever. Like it's a bop. Say. It's so perfect when they come out and and listening to it, and obviously listening on a podcast won't do it justice. And it's it's a custom theme, which is good for them. But as I'm standing, you know, 20 yards from the ring, however far from the ring, and all of a sudden I hear it, I look, and these guys are walking out, the fans are going nuts, and I realize we talked about it before. Music is literally what moves a wrestling event from point to point to point. People don't understand the importance of music at a wrestling event. 
And it was just so perfect to see. I was just like, literally this matches between like two entities with the perfect theme songs. So got to give some love to whoever made the theme for, uh, for Marco, for Fabuloso. Such a great entrance song for Money, Power, Respect. Love it. Yes, it's a bop, as the kids say. Um, Money, Power, Respect making their debut at IZW, as Greg mentioned to Commissioner Derek Montilla, searching far and wide for teams to bring into the Grand Prix to bring some of the stiffest competition to our you know, tag teams. And I was going to say established tag teams, but Mike G and Aguilar are not necessarily super established. They've been homies. They've been helping each other out. Uh, but really this was an opportunity for them to really take it to that next level together officially as a tag team. And they proved themselves worthy getting the, uh, win over money, power and respect. So that gave us our third and final team in the Grand Prix, uh, to, for the final. We had, of course, the regulators, EJ Sparks and Thugnificent, final destination being represented with main event Evan Daniels and AJ and our third team, Mike G and Agula. Um, all of those three teams having a strong case to become the new tag team champions. Absolutely. And, and Mike G and Aguila had won, they won a five way tag team match back in 2022, uh, for Mike to get, to qualify for monster, but they've had their own separate, uh, issues going on in IZW throughout and, and, uh, but always, like you said, linked, always a part of, of the action together and brought back together here and picked up the big victory. And yeah, a prime spot for them now in the finals of the Lion Classic. Uh, a great match, a heck of a performance by Aguila, which I love to see in Money, Power, Respect were as advertised. When they were announced for IZW, uh, the level of excitement that was heard from fans and talent alike. When when you announce somebody and, and wrestlers are saying they want to work with them, that's that that shows you a lot. That tells you a lot. So uh, great addition. Look forward to being able to bring them back in the coming year. Super excited for Money, Power, Respect and what they brought and, and who they are as people and just thought they did a fantastic job. So overall, very, very happy once again and proud of, of Mike and Aguila to be able to advance and make it to the finals that night. Next match, we have the Women's Championship on the line. Bryn Thorne defending the uh, and up next we have the ICW World Women's Championship match. Bryn Thorne defending her title against Rekka Tahaka, and Bryn has been a fighting champion in the time that she's her belt uh, this to me when i've seen Brent thorne in a lot of matches in icw to see the level of intensity and hard-hitting action between her was very surprising in out of the ring and i think Bryn really found someone who had a lot of the intensity uh, and also just kind of that brawling style that she has. So it really did feel like a match of, of styles. Um, and also, I mean, this was for the women, the world women's championship. So a lot on the line. Um, and I would say, you know, for uh, a show that had, you know, Jordan 
and Charles Cassius and and uh, with Jason Young and Graves. Um, this was definitely up there with intensity and roughness and uh, brutality um, throughout the entire night. Bryn Thorne winning and retaining the IZW World Women's Championship. Shortly after that, Bryn asks for the microphone and talks about, you know, really there's nothing that she hasn't done, no challenger that she hasn't faced, and representing Final Destination as well, um, you know, really the power and purpose that she has in the ring with the support of Final Destination. Then Commissioner Derek Montilla comes out and, you know, acknowledges that. I mean, it's hard to not acknowledge all of that. Everything she said is true. However, it seemed like Commissioner Montilla decided to really put that in the te- to the test. So he actually laid out a series of matches that will be happening over the next th- few weeks, starting with our next show on October 15th at Cool Town Clash 3. She's going to be defending the Women's Championship against Morgan. Then the winner of that match will go on to Red, White, and Bruise on November 11th and face Jamie Senegal. And then whoever wins that match will then face Lilith Grimm. Um, you know, in, in a future, there was no announced necessarily like time frame for Bryn, I mean, for Lilith, but you know, the last person that was announced, um, you know, uh, as who would, who would face the women's champion after November 11th was Lilith. So the gauntlet has been laid over the next few shows for Bryn Thorne. Um, and it's a pretty tough, uh, gauntlet ahead. Um, and we know the rivalry and heat. Lilith Grimm and Bryn Thorne. So I know there's a, a big part of Bryn who wants to face Lilith and a huge part of Lilith that wants to face Bryn. However, there's two really tough competitors that she has both just to get to Lilith. And I don't know for sure, but if I were a betting man, I would have guessed that, that Bryn and the statements she made was probably hoping to get to Lilith Grimm because Lilith and Brynn have fought twice in IZW, neither match coming to a conclusion ever. And and knowing that she's back now, they were in the same locker room, so the tension is there. And and for her to come out and lay that down, and here we are. But but to have to go through not just Morgan, but it's essentially like you're wrestling in Morgan's backyard when you're when you're wrestling her in Coolidge. And she's like an adopted mother of Coolidge, basically. And so to have to you know, she's going to have all the people at Cool Town Clash 3 and part of Coolidge Days behind her in that match. Um, and then to go up against Jamie Senegal, who's wrestled all over the world and an extremely tough challenger. Um, and if she gets past that, then to finally get her hands on Lilith Grimm, um, that is, is going to be a heck of an opportunity. Also a heck of an opportunity just in general to have Lilith in and, and do that moment and, and to have Lilith come out and confront her face to face. Um, with the hammer and, and the saw and all of that, and the sparks flying, 
in the with the darkness behind, like just a great visual, great moment to see those two face to face. Selfishly, I know the IZW family hopes that Bryn makes it to that point because they want to see that resolution, they want to see that match and and get there. Obviously, it's going to take some time because you know you've, we know that November 11th is our last event of the year, so this is something that would happen in 2024 if we get there. So fingers are crossed, but. Uh, but that is something that's going to be very exciting. I want to go back to the match itself. To be able to bring in Rekka Tahaka to challenge Bryn is something that's been in the works for a while. You talked about Morgan and, and her role in the women's division, and I know this is something that she was very excited about, and to have them come in and, and just brutally fight it out, like you said, and take no prisoners attitude for both of them. And in the end, it, it was Bryn picking up the victory, but a hard-fought victory, maybe the hardest one of her career so far, but uh, just just extremely pleased with the match. The crowd was into it. They delivered in a big way um, all over the building. And, and of course, it was Bryn who was able to secure the victory over uh, a hell of a name in, in Rekatahaka. So uh, literally, a, a, you know, a milestone win for Bryn in her career so far at, at her young age. So very excited to see that and very excited to, to have what Rekka was able to deliver as well for the IZW family and just an overall great, great way to, to knock out the first half of the card and to, to put Bryn on the trajectory that she's on. Yeah. And you're right too. Rekka had a great impression, not only in the ring, but outside of the ring being part of the 3d sports cards and collectible signing that day, um, signing autographs after her match um, into, uh, you know, other parts of the night. So, um, something that I know the fans really did appreciate that. Well, does it for this half of the show? See, you thought I got you, but no, we still got a whole lot more to cover. So we're going to emblematic of the evening itself. Yes. Uh, we are going to take a moment to take a break right here. So great. Let's pay some bills. This is your boy, Kenny Killer, telling you to make sure you check out thechairshot.com, bringing you breaking news, interviews, podcasts galore, everything pro wrestling. Make sure you check it out, thechairshot.com. All right, we are back at the second half of the show where we have been reviewing IZW's Lion Classic. We went through all of our VIP matches and the first half of the main card. Now we have our second part of the card, the last. Well, it's only three matches, but we got a lot in between uh, those three matches as well as Greg alluded to. Not only a historic night for our champions and, of course, crowning new tag team champions, uh, but some pretty big developments throughout some IZW storylines. In our first match of the second half, we had our four-way match between Can't Stop Jamal, Dallas King, Judiz, and Honest John. Now, this was set up a little bit uh, at King of Arizona when Judiz attacked Honest John after, or no, uh, Judiz attacked Honest John after their match at Evil Lives back in February. Then, of course, we had some of this kind of chaos rolling over at King of Arizona. This is the first time all four of these competitors have been in the same ring 
at the same time in a sanctioned match. They've had a lot of back and forth, but our first sanctioned match between these four. And you could just tell as far as how much they wanted to get their hands on each other. Uh, and some of this, especially the tension between Judas and Honest John, getting so out of hand, they literally fought out of the ring to the other side of the Grand Avenue Pizza Company. We couldn't even see what happened with them um, because they had kind of, you know, fought into the abyss of the other side um, while Can't Stop Jamal and Dallas King were left in the middle of the ring. I did see a little bit of uh, Commissioner Derek Montilla having to step in in order to break up the fight even after the match ended just because Judas and Honest John could not stop their brawling. Um, but, you know, with two competitors out of the ring, that made the fight a little bit easier where Dallas King was able to focus his attention on Can't Stop Jamal and hit him for the pin. Um, so a really big win for Dallas King um, to win a, a four-way of that caliber. Um, but, you know, talking about some people with, you know, unresolved tension and you know what's next i mean honest john and judiz just all over the place i have a feeling that they're gonna need <laughs> they're gonna need to fight some more i mean first of all who builds a four-way that goes back to april i mean we do but serious like who builds a four-way that goes back five months but you know makes me smile that we can do that but you're right i mean the, the issues with honest john and Judas going back to Evil Lives and continuing here, and obviously nothing resolved there, but that did allow Dallas King and Can't Stop Jamal some time to work one-on-one. Um, both, you know, super impressive, did a great job, and Dallas able to pick up the victory. Four guys that, that we're very happy with and love having as part of the locker room. Some of them, you know, in many ways, all of them surprises. And, in, in, you know, Dallas going back to when he made his debut in wrestling at IZW, all the way back in 2020 or 2021, 2021. And then moving forward from there, um, being able to fight and, and work his way up the card in IZW. Can't stop Jamal getting a random opportunity in monster this past April and impressing so much. He's been used on each event since then. Jude is having that same random opportunity last August. And he's now been back for a third time and we'll be back for more. Um, and then, of course, Honest John doing the same thing as everyone else in April, getting his first appearance at Eva Lives in a three-way and and just really delivered. And, and all of these guys are guys who've been given opportunities, um, nothing guaranteed, but an opportunity and delivered on those and continue to get more and more recognition and, and more and more opportunities in ICW. So great match, great spot for them and super excited about all four moving forward. We then head into DeShade's birthday bash. So it was announced, you know, DeShade's big birthday weekend. And we get all of the regulators coming to the ring, but being led by Project West, uh, DeShade's friend, um, in the celebration of uh, DeShade. It was such a fun moment for the crowd. Of course, they love the regulators. Um, such a strong team. Until the end. So after DeShade had been presented with his birthday gifts uh, and, of course, some drinks, uh, you know, the regulators were going to head back in, um, of course, you know, 
Thugnificent and EJ Sparks out to prepare for their match. Um, but out of nowhere, Project West with the attack on DeShade, his one of his best friends. Um, but no more Project West turning his back on the regulators. You know, Project West and DeShade have both struggled in ICW, struggled to pick up victories, struggled along the way. Um, Shade tried to get them into the, the Lion Classic Grand Prix, uh, was not able to do so, uh, with, with, you know, the regulators being represented by EJ Sparks and Thugnificent. He tried to get himself and his affirmative action partner, Project West, and were not able to, weren't even on the card. And, and West, you know, decided to throw a birthday party for Shade and seemingly with the best of intentions. Didn't turn out that way though. And, and, you know, obviously a plan all along by Wes and, and no one really knows why, what his intentions are, what his, re- what his reasoning is behind doing this. Like you said, turning on his best friend and longtime tag team partner. And, you know, out of nowhere. And I guess time will tell, but the only thing I know is two individuals who are extremely frustrated with their lack of success. But, you know, now, uh, obviously more than, you know, too much for one of them to handle as he turned on the other. And, and now we'll see what this means for both of them moving forward. On the heels of that event, the regulators, you know, EJ Sparks and Thugnificent had to refocus their attention to the finals uh, of the uh, Lion Classic where they were facing two other tag teams uh, to crown the new IZW World Tag Team Champions. Of course, we had Mike G and Aguila, Evan Daniels and AJ, and EJ Sparks and Thugnificent. Um, now, the talent of everyone in this ring is just outstanding. I mean, the stakes were high, but the level of competitiveness was on point to the target and a really, really fun, fun match um, to watch and to kind of see throughout kind of the highs and lows with that though, your new IZW world tag team champions were crowned and that's EJ Sparks and Thugnificent of the regulators. They were able to bounce back from some pretty, you know, tough moments uh, beforehand Maybe use that to fuel them throughout this match because they are your new tag team champions. Yeah, very bittersweet for EJ Sparks and Thugnificent to watch their their homie go through what he went through, but then to capture the tag team championships, those beautiful belts that I no longer have with me. But they they one of the regulators might have gone to Disneyland and tried to bring his belt with him, but um, significant other would not allow. So, but still, like a big moment for them, especially for EJ Sparks, who who's had multiple title opportunities, was in the finals of the King of Arizona tournament against Evan Daniels. But to be able to pick up that win, got the three count himself on Evan Daniels and moving them forward in IZW history, the first tag team champions in over 14 years. Um, of course, they now ready themselves for IZW originals, the Ballard brothers who, who were there during the first run of IZW. We've seen one Ballard brother at the first ever monster event, but now we'll see both of them in, in a historic title defense. And, and what better way to really start off the reign of the regulators than to have to put them against a team who uh, is, is such a huge part of IZW history. And and going back to the original and the connection to the first run of IZW is very important to us. And so to be able to do that with the Ballards is is a big deal. And, and 
you know, for the fans that come to IZW and only IZW because they went to the original run of IZW, that's something that really only we can do and and have it make the sense that it does. So I'm very excited about that match, that opportunity for all four guys, especially the regulators, but super proud of EJ and Thugnificent to pull that off. Um, for, for, for EJ, I think it's the third straight event where he's worked multiple matches. So um, quite the Iron Man, but now has the goal to prove it. Very well deserved for both of them. And, and just a great tag team to kick off this era of tag team champions in IZW. So, and then Thugnificent, since we brought IZW back, he's now the first person to hold more than one title. So props to him. Yeah. Props to him. With that, though, with the spoils go the victors. And, of course, with the winners, well, there's losers. And that ended up being final destination. Evan Daniels and AJ not winning the tag team titles. And that brought out Charles Cassius to the ring. Um, and making, you know, Evan and AJ join him. Charles kind of blaming you know, AJ for all of this, um, saying that it was AJ's fault that this happened, but Evan seemed to have a different opinion and ended up actually freeing AJ, letting him go from the reins of final destination, which really angered Charles. And they got into a, a very heated confrontation in the ring where Charles really blatantly said how this King of Arizona title has probably gotten to uh, to Evan Daniels' head. Um, and, you know, it, it's kind of the philosophy. In order to be the man, you got to beat the man. And right now, the man is Charles Cassius. So kind of in a surprising turn of events, Charles Cassius allowed Evan Daniels to challenge him for the IZW World Heavyweight Championship uh, on November 11th at Wet, Red, White, and Bruised. Um, and we got confirmation from Commissioner Derek Montilla that it's set. So friends, tag team partners, stablemates are now going to be facing each other for the biggest prize in all of IZW. And on top of that, the stipulation that if Charles loses, he is done, retires done from wrestling, is still in place. So either... Evan wins and he wins the title, but his friend retires and, and may lose him or Charles beats his friend and can do irreparable damage to final destination. So to me, it feels like we're seeing the foundations crumble. I don't know how final destination is going to recover from this, but it's a pretty big divide right now. And I can only imagine, uh, you know, what's in store for November 11th. Yeah. One of my, my favorite lines ever in a promo was Charles Cassius informing Evan Daniels. Yes, you would win the IZW world heavyweight championship, but you lose me. And, and really just making Evan think, you know, yeah, Evan's on this pedestal right now. That he's placed himself on uh, as he is the King of Arizona. And, but it, it's, it's now, you know, he's always had Charles there. And while they fight, you know, Final Destination has, has never had a formal leader. And Evan really jumping and kind of jumping the gun a little bit, maybe, and freeing AJ, as you said, and, um, and, and, and pushing. And of course, you had all the AJ and, and Evan interplay in that finale as well. And AJ still trying to win him over. But at the end of the day, for those two to, to fight it out the way they did and to be in each other's faces, 
um, rough for a lot of fantasy, even as they love that combination. They love that duo. But um, Charles Cassius, not only continuing his own stipulation of if he loses, he has to quit professional wrestling. He actually made Derek Montia make it an official stipulation of the match. So for the first time, that's actually an enforceable by IZW thing. In the past, if he lost, we we couldn't force him to stay away, right? Because it wasn't an official IZW stipulation. It was his own thing, that was his own promise he was making. Now it's on the books as a stipulation for that match. If he loses, he is done. And that's something that is is quite the harrowing possibility for himself for the rest of Final Destination, for the fans, for everybody. So, um, and he's doing it against the person who knows him better than anybody else on the planet. They've fought each other before. If, if anybody can cut the reign of Charles Cassius short, it's Evan Daniels. And, and here we are headed into November 11th. Now a very, very tough situation for both. Yeah, it really leaves a lot to speculate. Um, and even, you know, guess and fantasy book as as fans about you know what does it mean you know all the implications of if evan wins if charles wins um you know what this means for final destination uh i think we'll probably see some more in the next few weeks but really it's all going to come ahead on november 11th at red white and bruised and that leads us to our main event of the evening and that was the IZW 3D Sports Fighting Championship match. Champion Jacob Austin Young going up against Graves in this, I believe, third matchup between uh, the two, as we like to call in the business the rubber match. Um, but Graves going into this still undefeated. Uh, Jacob Austin Young as our reigning 3D Sports Fighting Champion. Uh, and they have, you know, been on each other's radar now for over a year and as you talked about you know jordan's cruise first match at izw against graves i mean graves is a is a wrestler that you don't face you survive but jacob austin young has been really hell-bent on you know proving his ability and beating graves um and being the 3d uh sports fighting champion just kind of icing on the the cake um and for graves i mean kind of the same for him he doesn't necessarily fight for championships he fights for himself and beating someone to become champion would be icing on the cake so as much as the uh, championship was on the line it really felt it was more about two competitors trying to brutally beat each other and one-up each other to get the definite win uh, and so a lot not just pride but uh, ability on the line um, they had you know their fights in and out of the ring um, but winning and retaining the 3D Sports Fighting Championship and giving Graves his first loss in IZW is Jacob Austin Young. Dangerous J-A-Y. So, I mean, again, I think still being the 3D Sports Fighting Champion is such a high achievement. But to be the first person to beat Graves in IZW is, you know, just as big of achievement uh, at the end of the night. Yeah, you know, and Jacob said it when he won the 3D Sports Fighting Championship. He felt like in order to to go off and defend and choose his opponents like he does with that title, he needed to to first 
beat Graves. And if he couldn't beat Graves, then he didn't deserve to be the champion. And and so he took that that liberty, the liberty that he has as the fighting champion to name his opponents and picked the toughest one possible as his first opponent in Graves. This match literally goes back to March of 2022 when they wrestled to a time limit draw at the first Cool Town Clash event in Coolidge. And and so 18 months of of, of interactions, of interplay between the two and brought us to this point. And and for, for Jacob, a watershed moment, it was time for him to to put up or shut up. And he did it. He, he beat the unbeatable, the guy who has not been pinned or submitted in an IZW ring since the first show back in October of 2019 has now been beaten. And Jacob Austin Young has cemented himself. And, and uh, in terms of being the main event of the night, it was... Um, a tough call because there's four different matches that easily could have been the main event of this event, but it just made sense for an 18 month rivalry to, to, to go and both deserve that spotlight. Graves has had the spotlight on uh, two other occasions of being in the main event of an IZW event for, for Jacob to do so here and, and to have the advertised match, the advertised main event and to deliver means a lot for him means a lot for his championship and the rivalry that he's had for 18 months with Graves and and now it's it's you know we're going to find out soon who Jacob is selecting. I know he's been in touch with Commissioner Derek Montia about who he'll be selecting for his next challenger, but also for Graves. When when you when you look at four years of being undefeated and then you lose, it's like what now? Where do you go from here? And and what's next for you from here? So we'll be uh, you know you would assume that they're done with each other, and now it's 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 on to new things for both of them, and and soon we'll know. Exactly what's in store. As we have a moment of silence with Miranda Morales. Not for a bad reason, though. No, no, no. I just forgot to unmute. I was saying that, you know, to see what's up next for Jacob Austin Young, we did see a King of Arizona, him uh, and Thugnificent go to a time limit draw during their qualifier match. And, you know, Jacob Austin Young um, offer, you know, an opportunity to uh, face Thugnificent again in the future. So that's on his radar on top of, you know, lots of other competitors that I'm sure going to be making his way or their ways uh, to Jacob Austin Young um, to challenge him. And again, it's Jacob Austin Young's uh, decision. You know, he gets to decide who he faces, but he is absolutely a fighting champion to the core. So he will face all competitors, any competitors, um, who's next? Who knows? You know, that's going to be the beauty of seeing what happens um, over the next coming months and even year for Jacob Austin Young. For Graves, this is his first, you know, loss in IZW. And so I don't know what going back to the drawing board looks like for Graves. I don't know if he seeks revenge. I don't know if he, you know, sets his sights on something else. Graves is a very mysterious person uh you never quite know what he's going to be doing next where he's going to show up um and that makes him sometimes even more dangerous um when he you know rather than being a dangerous component opponent when he wins is you have no idea who he is when he loses so i think that also leaves a lot of mystery in the air of what will happen next for graves um but an amazing main event of the night for the Lion Classic. And I think, too, fitting as much as the Hawaiian Lion is, uh, you know, associated with tag team wrestling, he's also very much associated with this strong style 
uh, you know, high level caliber of wrestling. And both of these competitors really embody that. So I also feel like it's a very fitting way of honoring the Hawaiian lion, um, who, you know, was in, you know, that, uh, that match with, with Graves, um, you know, uh, last, last year, um, or was it the year before? I'm trying to remember. It was the year before. Well, he had in, in 2019, they fought in the main event of the first IZW event back proving ground where Graves was victorious. Then at regulate in May of 2021, they fought in the blood sport match with no ropes and Graves was victorious there as well putting the Hawaiian lion asleep. So yeah, they've been intertwined and he's a huge part of the history of Graves and his streak in IZW. And another reason, like you said, why it's appropriate to have that match go on last for the night, given the history that he's played with the career of Graves. Uh, That closes the book on the lion classic uh, at the grand Avenue pizza company, but we still have two more events this year for IZW. Of course, Cool Town Clash 3 happening October 14th in Coolidge, Arizona. It is a free event, so no tickets are necessary. You just have to head over to Coolidge uh, to experience that. Of course, we already know Bryn Thorne is going to be facing Morgan um, there, and you know we will have more matches announced for that as well. And then on November 11th for Red white and bruised at the grand avenue pizza company it has been announced that the ballard brothers are going to face the new izw world tag team champions the regulators aej ej sparks and magnificent uh their first title defense you also have the winner of the izw world women's championship match facing jamie senegal uh, we have heard appearances will be made by uh, Morgan and the Navajo Warrior. Uh, and, of course, Charles Cassius will be defending the IZW World Heavyweight Championship against main event Evan Daniels. And so much more. I mean, not only appearances by Navajo Warrior and Morgan, they will be teaming up on the event. And, and in tag team action. So the husband and wife duo teaming up for the first time in IZW. Uh, they have teamed up before, obviously, but they will be in tag team action. Um, something that I'm very excited to see take place. We also, of course, as you announced earlier in the evening at the Lion Classic, two of the standouts of IZW, neither man victorious at the Lion Classic, but Lobo Loco Balaam and Jordan Cruz will go one-on-one. At this event, we also have the return of Gino Rivera to IZW after uh, a year away. His last event was in November of 2022. And so to have Gino coming back as well, just so much stuff coming up and to be announced here in the coming weeks. Another big signing will take place the same day of that event at 3D Sports with some of the stars of IZW. So very excited to, to put that out there here in the coming weeks as well. Just so many good things. Ticket sales have been amazing for, uh, for Red, White, and Brews that we get to celebrate Veterans Day and, and honor our veterans in a great way at a great event and a great location and, and going to be so much fun. So super excited about not only this event, but coming out of it 
where we're headed for the future. And of course, that doesn't even consider Cool Town Clash 3 and Coolidge, an opportunity for us to do something that I've wanted to do since our first time in Coolidge, and that is bring an event fully for free for the Coolidge community um, that we already know one championship will be defended there. We've got more matches to be announced, and they're going to be big deals. Um, just because it's a free event doesn't mean it's not a significant event. Um, as, as I can tell you what's being planned for that evening, um, the showdown that's going to take place in the main event is going to be quite big. And will be something that you definitely want to be a part of. And you don't have to pay to do it. So uh, we're excited to bring that to everybody. It's going to be a, a great night and a lot of fun. So big things coming up and, and super excited. But yeah, be a part of it all. You know, usually at an event, you know, a, a recording like this, I might be like, okay, here's how many front row VIP tickets we have left. We got none. And 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 second row is going. And uh, when this comes out, this will come out on Wednesday. Um, but yeah, we, we, we ran out of the, the VIP Earlier today, actually, so just a few days after they went on sale, um, only a couple days into the early bird process, never even got out of the early bird process, so uh, very excited about that. We have put the second row VIP on early bird since front row went so quickly, so right now you can get second row VIP, normally $25, you can get it for $20, uh, you don't even need a promo code, just go to IZWTix.com and you can pick those up, uh, so for the price of VIP, for the price of general admission, you actually get second row VIP with the bonus matches and, and, and the reserve seating and so much more, so pick those up while you can, because those have already started selling today since we announced that front row VIP was sold out, so just very excited about the trajectory of everything and the opportunity for our fans for our talent, our partners, and so much more. So just a lot of excitement coming out of this event for the rest of the year. And you can follow IZW on social media at IZW Wrestling AZ. There you're going to find information on upcoming events, talent, and match announcements. Also, when we have those special little discounts, those are going to be announced on social media. So make sure you are following IZW on social media at IZW Wrestling AZ. You can get your tickets for Red, White, and Bruised at IZWTIX.com. Remember, you don't need any for Cool Town Clash because it's free. So again, if you're able to go to Coolidge or in the area, definitely check out a free show. Um, and again, for Red, White, and Bruised, tickets are still available. You can visit IZWTIX.com. And while you're at it, why don't you follow us on social media? Me, Miranda Morales. You can find me at the hashtag Miranda, hashtag spelled out on Instagram and Facebook. You can find Greg at Greg DeMarco44 on Instagram X and <laughs> Facebook. It's the stupidest thing ever. I still call I'm it just Twitter. Saying, I'm using the proper terms. Oh, and you're on threads, kind of. Sort of, occasionally. Sort of. It's just like everybody else. I think we're all just waiting for Twitter slash X to finally take the nosedive. And I think people are on threads preemptively so that they can just hop right on over. Thread still doesn't have DMs and some other things that they need to get in line. And once they do, and I think because threads is a portion of Instagram, maybe they figure people can just use Instagram for that. But uh, some people signed up for Instagram only so they could get on the threads. I, I don't know. All I know is threads is there. Threads is the thing. And at some point in time, maybe we'll all be using it. But as of today, we're still stuck with Twitter. X. Is it still weird when like TV shows refer to it as X and, and whatever? Like, I don't get it. I, I don't. I don't get it. So, but yes, follow along. Follow at IZW Wrestling AZ for all of your IZW information. Pick up those tickets. 
Red, white, and brew is going to be a blast. Cool Town Class 3 is going to be a blast. Like, just a, a great way to end the year with a pair of events. And you only got to pay for one of them, but come to both and have a great time because it, it, it's, it's what we do, right? It's what we do for our fans, for the IZW family, and lots more to come. So be a part of it. Well, thank you all so much for listening to this wrap-up of IZW's Lion Classic. And don't forget to get your tickets now for Red, White, and Brews. Come and support IZW in Coolidge at Cool Town Clash 3 on October 14th. Follow us on social media. Get your tickets. Don't forget to also go to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot where you can find your own IZW t-shirts. You can also get some in person at 3D Sports Cards in Collectibles uh, in Phoenix, uh, in the Phoenix area. Where are they located, Greg? They are right. The best way to describe it is I-17 and Bell Road. Uh, get off on, on Bell Road, go a little bit west, and, and pretty much right after the first stoplight, you will be at 3D Sports Cards and Collectibles. So go ahead and check that out if you want to get your merch in person. And that does it for this week's episode. Thank you all so much for listening. For Greg DeMarco, I am Miranda Morales. Thank you all so much, and don't forget to always keep it soft style. Sometimes you gotta close the door to open a window. I saw a photo, you look joyous. My eyes are green, I eat my veggies. I need to get her out the picture. She's not developed like we are. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret. And visit azstateparks.com slash amazing to start your springtime adventure.